Hello and welcome back to Calix Cafe. Today we're focusing on patient reported outcome and we're joined by our guest Willy Mulhausen. We're excited for today's discussion, so let's get started. Hello and welcome to Calix Cafe. Today I'm talking to Willy Mulhausen and we're going to discuss patient reported outcome. So let's get into it. Hi Willy and welcome to Calix Cafe. Um, so first of all, I absolutely love your background. Where is that? It's actually my backyard. Um... I live in Ireland, on the Green Islands, and I just moved house, so I'm still enjoying the, the views. So this is a picture from this morning. So it's actually really nice weather today. So this is my background for today. Wow, that's incredible. That's your backyard. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of people who want to move to Ireland after seeing that. Um, do you have any hot drink with you or would you like anything from the Calix Cafe? Yeah, I have a cafe latte, please. Okay, I've made a note of that. Um, so, Willie, to start with, what, uh, would you like to tell us a bit more about yourself? Sure. So, my name is Willie Mulhausen. I've been in the industry for more than 20 years. Um, I started as a veterinary surgeon in Berlin a long time ago um, and then joined one of these CROs without really knowing what they did. And my first job was double data entry of paper diaries. Um, so this is how I started in 1998 uh, on the PRO side of things. And I've been working in patient report outcomes ever, ever since. Um, so I've been working for multiple vendors uh, and with most of the current vendors that are out there. And um, I've done a lot of research. I worked in the US for a couple of years in uh, Ireland now for 13 years before that in the UK and in Germany. So. Um, I'm still working on research, um, patient report outcomes, uh, data research, and uh, it's, it's still fun. After many years, I still enjoy every day of it. Well, that's great. Good to hear. Um, why patient reported outcome? What interests you in patient reported outcome? Well, I guess it was the first job in the industry that got me hooked right away as uh, established. I noticed from the very early days on that there was a lot of funny things in these paper diaries and I had to try to enter that into a database. Um, and then um, with the start of some of these EPRO companies, um, I was in the early days of this and uh, we were still running studies with uh, Palm Pilots at the time. and. Uh, I can see the difference then between paper and the electronic versions, and uh, so I just uh, I just loved that. And I was always looking what uh, what uh, kind of job could a veterinary surgeon who can read a protocol do that can also code. I was a developer, a software developer for a couple of years myself, so uh, this was just the perfect combination, and uh, that's how I got hooked hooked on this. Plus, uh, it's always important from my point of view make it easier for patients to be in clinical trials and make it accessible to them. And that's why I'm still working on it every day. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we all agree that 
Making it easier for patients to take part in clinical trials is very, very important. Uh, so thank you, by the way, actually, for all the work you're doing in that direction. Um, so I know you've been involved in uh, looking into bring your own device for patient reported outcome. Um, so would you be able to tell us what type of documentation the FDA requires when you use bring your own device? So that's a, that's a good question. Um, Currently, there's no guideline out there or any request from the FDA that I'm aware of or any other regulatory body for that matter that would particularly focus on BYOD. There are documents out there and guidelines and have been for a long time on how to use computerized systems in clinical trials, and how to migrate questionnaires from paper to electronic platforms. And uh, these basically are still um, valid, so we still need to uh, look into them and make sure that we go by them. But there's nothing particularly um, that would basically highlight any requirements uh, for BYOD. Uh, when I co-presented with somebody from the FDA a few years ago at the DIA, uh, they actually kind of said and admitted that they often don't even know if the data has been collected via BYOD or via provision device. That's not necessarily something that will be put in the packages um, and at the same time we also need to keep in mind that BYOD is actually not that new um, so we've been collecting PRO data from patients whether it's at the site or at home through the web and when we presented it through the web we left it up to the end user so patient or the site staff to use a tablet or a laptop or a 50 inch screen TV we just don't know so it's there's no specific requirement at this point for BYOD Interesting. So no, yeah, I like hearing that actually the FDA or no one actually knows where, where the data was, uh, was collected from, if it's BYOD or not. Um, do you know how many studies have been using BYOD to date? So I'm always saying not enough. Uh, I've been doing this research now for more than seven years and uh, it's, it's interesting that we're still talking about BYOD. In, in many ways it's good though because it's getting more mainstream and still gets a lot of attention, which I think is good. But um, nobody knows really how many studies are being done with BYOD. However, I think the number is growing and I think it's growing substantially because a lot of these new vendors that come into the market have BYOD as their default, uh, basically, and not provision device. And with the major uh, vendors in the space, they're all offering now BYOD models. Uh, so I do believe, um, because there's some benefits obviously with that, but I do believe that there's more and more BYOD studies, but I don't think anyone has the right number. Okay. And people going more into uh, BYOD, I'm sure is a, is a good sign for the industry in general. Um, so you've talked about like the, the uh, selection of BYOD uh, versus like provision devices. Do you know from uh, your experience how patients feel about BYOD? Yeah, we, we've done some interviews. Uh, so we've done several studies with patients. The largest one included about 155, 160 patients and they all went through some, some interviews with us. Um, so we did get a lot of feedback, and but there's other research teams out there that did some research as well and published on that. Uh, and so there, there is a body of evidence there, and it's not clear 
um, why sometimes, but what we do know is that there are patient populations and patients that prefer a provision device over a um, BYOD device or a BYOD scenario. And um, so generally, but the majority of patients that we interviewed and spoke to do prefer um, a provision, sorry, BYOD, so they prefer their own device. Um, but there's always a certain patient population, a number of patients that we don't know up front at this point, we don't have enough data to really understand that yet at that level. Um, but we, we do know that every study that offers BYOD as an option needs to have a certain contingent of provision devices as, as a backup plan. Um, and that's one of the main concerns that the FDA has, that they won't, uh, uh, they don't want to see that sponsors or CROs um, exclude patients based on the hardware that they have or don't have. So we always have to be sure that patients have a choice to use their own device or a provision device. Uh, interesting. So patient preference is what prevails essentially, and you don't want to, to have to um, tell patients that they can't join the study because they don't uh, have their own device. Um, and are there any specific concerns around uh, data protection when patients use their own device? Yeah, that comes up every now and then. As comes us in the interviews that we did, that came up as well. So there are patients that are concerned about data privacy, um, and they are basically afraid that we, as an industry, capture data off their phones that we shouldn't. Uh, so, for example, geolocation is one co concern or that we read their emails or uh, check in other stuff, images, uh, pictures that they took and so on. So there, there is that concern that uh, we basically, or the apps that we deploy, do stuff that they're not supposed to be doing. So I think it's for us as an industry uh, to make sure that we have safeguards in place and that we don't do uh, what we shouldn't be doing. Um, and I think that we should take that as a given, but we just have to make sure that this is um, observed and that we communicate that and that we don't do that. Now, having said that, there are projects where we want geolocation. And if we tell patients about that and if they consent to that, then that's a different story. But we just have to be very open about what kind of data we look at and what data we capture when we use a BYOD model. Yeah, so openness is very important then. Um, are there any um, technology advances you've seen recently that have an, uh, an impact on BYOD or anything that would help with decentralized trials specifically? I think we're still looking, uh, there, there are certain areas where internet connectivity can be challenging um, and uh, this, this could be in any country, there's no, no exception, uh, any country can have and has these uh, black spots or white spots, but with the new technology like 5G where, where it's easier to um, provide internet access um, or with these uh, new internet via satellite in the US for example, and in other areas, I think this this is really helping to get to the last mile. Um, and then from a rather new technology is uh, voice assistance. I'm, I'm very excited about the opportunity to work with voice assistance and have patients choose whether they type into a tablet or a phone or whether they speak with their phone uh, or their tablet to answer the questions, basically. So. From a pure technology play, I think these voice assistants uh, are going to make make a big difference uh, in the near future, and I'm, that's something I'm very excited about. Yeah, definitely, that should make a, a big difference. Um, 
Okay, so that brings us to, to my last question today. Um, is there anything that uh, you're still excited about when you think about the future of clinical trials? Yeah, there's, there's technology keeps moving on and I guess that's what kept me uh, going for 20 years here now, more than 20 years, is that, that there's always new things happening. A voice assistant is one of them, but the next really big thing is what I believe is uh, process automation, robotic process automation, machine learning, artificial intelligence, all of these will make a big difference in the future um, where we can streamline processes and can make the solution uh, customizable on a per patient basis. So I'm, I'm very excited and do a lot of research these days on, on this topic, but this, this has huge potential uh, for the patients. And again, for me, it's always about how can we make it easier for patients to be in a clinical trial and give the main thing for me is giving patients a choice. We shouldn't prescribe one or the other. It should be their choice, what they're going to use. And with, with the, um, ability to customize systems on the fly almost in real time with artificial intelligence and uh, machine learning i think this has a major will have a major impact on the industry in the next few years and you're doing research on that so you're gonna have to come back to the calyx cafe and talk to us about it i'm sure everyone will want to hear about uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning on patient reported outcomes that's something that interests us as well at Calix. Well, it's time for us to, to wrap up. Thank you very much, Willy, for uh, your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, and I can't stop looking at the view behind you. So uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of the very sunny day in Ireland. Uh, and also thank you for everyone uh, joining us today at Calix Cafe. Uh, I hope you found this topic on patient reported outcome as interesting as I did. Thank you and goodbye.